Hey, remember to subscribe and follow my podcast so when I release a new episode, you get a notification. And follow me on Instagram. Yes, King Oliver. I am very active on there. Have a great day and enjoy the episode. Things My friends couldn't. I was looking at the dog like, yeah, I know, it's only grandma. And all the parents on the couch are like, why are you barking? And the dog's just looking at me like, right? And um, yeah, just, just stuff like that. It was like, Dogs would bark, babies would stare at me, and there's just no reason why. <laughs> I had the same. I and I still have the same thing happen to me all the time, and I I feel like I have like an army behind me sometimes of and not just myself, but you know, energetic Spirits. beings. Yeah, of course. And it's so funny you even said the children, the babies would always be, you know, they'd be gazing at me, and they always gravitate towards me and my mom would always be like oh you know children love you animals love you but they would be looking at you know my aura or my energetic field and they would see what's going on yeah they literally would just stare it's almost yeah. like not they're looking in your eyes no they can, it's almost like they can see like for example obviously when they're a baby their eyes aren't used to light right because they're mm-hmm. just coming out into this world so we do not know what a baby sees in terms of different light frequencies so for all we know when a baby looks at light he sees it really vivid we don't know right because we can't really prove it right so a baby looks at energy if it's there it can see and then an adult can't, right? It's almost like you lose your ability to sense stuff when you go out into an office because everyone else's energy just fucks up your own, basically. But yeah, babies would just stare. Not necessarily my eyes, just glare. It's almost like they can see something, which we couldn't. And babies, parents used to be like, oh, she loves you. And animals just gravitate towards me. Like just, I can almost go up to any squirrel, any bird, any cow, and they just come up to me. Um, yeah, you do feel like not, not so much anymore because I, um, different part of my life now, I'm like indoors podcasting and shit like that. But when I used to be out people, it was like, you do feel like you have this amazing gift. Like, as you said, you feel like I've got my grandma behind me, my great aunt, fucking everyone behind you, but yet no one can see it. And you walk around with this enormous, like, I am protected, um, and like no one nothing's bad's gonna happen and i always wonder is it like the the confidence and the like presence one carries like most people don't make eye contact so if we're looking at babies we're making eye contact most people don't look at people so therefore they're not looking at the baby and the baby's only looking at you because you're looking at him or is it the fact that he can see something that we can't see or is it both yeah, I definitely feel it, it would be both, I'd think. Both what I feel, basically, in the eye contact thing. I find a lot of people can't actually look at, say, you or I because they really can't look at themselves. And that's just a huge reflection of how they feel about themselves if someone can't make eye contact with you. Do you find that... So you probably have good eye contact, right? Where you can just... <laughs> lock an eye contact because it's just too intense at times huh? <laughs> I've been told I'm too intense at times but yeah so I I became aware of this and then I went through the phase of I'm not going to change because you can't under my eye contact I'm just going to look at you because 
why not that's me but then it was almost like I don't feel comfortable making you feel uncomfortable because then you start to create this nervous energy which then affects me so it's almost like as a wise person I have to know that this situation can go both ways what's best for me it's almost like when you're queuing up at a supermarket I would just look at that person I'd I'd admire their eye color their eye contact I'd judge them as a person not negatively and but but they'd feel me glaring at them and then they'd fuck up on the change like they'd get give me the wrong change because I'm like taking away their ability to process information because when you observe somebody you take away their energy like when you look at a tv or whatever it clicks like you take away the charge and it was like Every time I glare at somebody, they give me the wrong change or they gave me 20 pounds back instead of 10. So it's like, like, it, it's a blessing and a curse because it's like, do I say that she gave me the wrong change or do I shut my mouth and like keep it? Um, but yeah, I realised if you, me, for example, they say your eye contact's too intense. If you look at people too long, then if you notice this, but they start to twitch, they, they, their, their face starts to twitch. They start to squint as if they're trying to like block your eye contact. Like there's too much energy coming to my eye. I can't handle it. Stop looking at me. And they close their eye and they look away and they look at your hair. They look at your teeth, your nose or whatever, because they can't handle it. <laughs> the, the shifty eye thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've always been, I've been that way. I always, people that I see just walking around, I smile at them and it's like, they're like, <gasps> like, what, what is that girl smiling at? And it's, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm smiling at you. <laughs> at you. Um, you know, I'm projecting that energy towards you. And sometimes it really makes people feel super uncomfortable. And then on the other hand, some people will just, you know, they'll, they'll love it because you, so many people are just so closed off and cold, especially now in our world so it's nice to see like an actual an emotional connection and making eye contact recognizing the person and seeing them for who they are not just physically but at a soul level do you find that um when you say walk past an older person like a granny or a granddad right that when you smile at them they're not used to say a young person like us even giving a shit about them but the fact that you sort of just look at them as they walk past smile they start to smile then you say hello then they say hello don't you find that that is like the most amazing feeling ever especially with an older person who you know to the rest of the world is just like you've had your days love but then it's like no I still see you just like I see that 10 year old kid yeah no I I love that and it just makes me so happy being that way with people because it just lights up their day. And like you said, people like with our generation too, they're so, you know, used to us looking on our phone or not paying attention. And you actually look up and you realize who's in front of you. That's the thing, right? That person was once somebody our age. We forget that. Like we just see it as an old person. We'd have no things in common, but that person, right. Was, just like us they had young skin they were good looking whatever and so it's like why would you walk past somebody and then look at somebody else and actually these older people will give you more time and attention and knowledge and a quality conversation than most people our age because they came from a generation when there was no phones and stuff and all they had was conversation so if you want a conversation go sit next to a granny at the bus stop guarantee she will make your day one of my last uh, places I worked at when I did aesthetics, it was uh, most of my clientele was elderly. 
And I actually, I looked forward to going in because, you know, they would tell me stories about their lives and they'd actually ask me questions about myself. And I loved it so much because they spoke to you at such a deeper level and actually formed a connection with you. I just couldn't wait to talk to them. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to talk to my 85-year-old client. Like, I have a better <laughs> conversation than I do with someone my age. Yeah. Growing up, I was always somebody who was befriending my dad's friends or my mum's friends. Like, I never had friends growing up. I, I mean, I had people I knew, went out with, but that's just because that was part of the pattern. Like, just go out with them. I didn't like them. They didn't like me. It was like I felt like I should be going out with you because why not? I deserve to. Like, um, you know, but really, they had nothing in common. My parents' friends used to come over and I used to speak to them. And so they were like my friends because that was a stimulating conversation I needed when I was, say, 15. When most 15-year-olds are playing Xbox or playing football. And I found that I connect to older people far better than I connect to people my age. And this is the thing, right? People speak about themselves nobody wants to listen because it's just like, I don't want to hear you speak about you. Whereas it's like, if we took it in turn to speak about ourselves, that's a fair thing. So when you speak to these older people and they say, so tell me about your day or whatever, you get a chance to speak about you. And because they're not going anywhere anytime soon, you can say, tell me about your day. And so it's this give and take of I'm learning and listening, but I'm also speaking about me. And I think that people don't speak about themselves enough. Ironically, people would say people speak about themselves too much. But it's it's circumstantial. It's saying, oh, I'm so great. I'm so this. I'm so that. No, just speak your thoughts, like get those thoughts out your head, because that's what Tourette's is, which I had growing up. It's just my dialogue didn't go anywhere because no one heard me. I never got the response to see is this right or wrong. So I just had to question and answer my own self. So I needed the release. So the reason why I started these podcasts is because it gives two people the ability to not only speak their thoughts, but you can listen and learn through the other person, which is what no one does these days, which is what a conversation should be. Give and take. Kids ain't got time to ask questions because their phone pings. And no one can listen because they just want to speak. Yeah, I think it's beautiful when two people can have an energy exchange and actually get to know someone at a deeper level. You know, that saying where you're like an onion. People are like onions and they have so many layers and usually it's like, oh, how are you? And, oh, I'm good. And, you know, and I feel I, I just like deep conversations and actually getting to know someone. And I don't want to talk about the weather. Like, I don't want to talk about what your favorite TV show is. Like, I want to actually get to know you, like who you are, the you that you don't want the world to really see. Yeah. I'm somebody who I walk past the bin man in the street. I say, how you doing? I'll give him a high five. Now I know that probably no one's ever done that in his life. And nobody probably will ever do it again. But for that moment in time, he felt like a king. And so he's going to go back. He's going to tell his friend or whatever that was doing the bins. And this random guy just came up to me and gave me a high five. Like you change someone's life. Like that is such a boost of energy that we won't really see because unless you leave with him, you won't really know how he responds. But just know from experience that uh, somebody feeling seen and, and heard when they feel invisible really does change your mindset like for example 
um, let's just say you hate your job and you don't feel like you're valued. And then a customer really says, thank you for your time. You really made me feel great. Like you wait, like waited on me in a restaurant. You made me feel good. He gets that feedback. It's not a coincidence how a few weeks later they resign. Why? Because they suddenly feel, yeah, you know what? I'm worth more than this shitty little job. This customer really appreciated me. I am worth more. This boss doesn't even say hello to me. And so they change jobs. What does that say? It says the power of observation, the power of seeing somebody, power of just saying hello, noticing somebody. You see people like, you know, on the street just picking up the litter. They feel worthless and people see them as worthless. But they are a human being. They've got a family. They've got a story like they've got two kids and they're a great father. So all of a sudden you connect on a father level because let's just say you're a father rather than he's just the bin man. And then you see he's got a mother and a father and you see fucking hell. He's just like me. And now you connect to a human being equally. And that's what's missing that I'm not being heard. So I'm not going to give you time. Give me time, then I'll give you time. And it's like, no, somebody's got to start the ball rolling. And only the aware and the woke can really start the ball rolling. Yeah, and I feel like um, egos aside, a lot of people, they really get that that mean guy or a mean girl voice in their head. And it's just going off like, even if you do want to talk to someone, that voice, oh no, like they wouldn't want to talk to you. Why would they want to talk to you? And like just putting that, part of you, your ego, or whatever you want to call it, aside. And just saying how you feel to someone, like like you said, it can literally change someone's day. Like, And I always try to be that way because you never know what's going on in someone else's life. What I have found, right, through experience and also experimenting once I had the knowledge is, for example, as you said, we're too scared to go up to somebody because we're scared of rejection. And yes. like a bee in a bonnet, it won't release itself until you open the lid. So it's almost like you like someone from school, five years passes, you see them in the street, you trigger off all those feelings, you go up to them and you're like, oh my God, I like you, whatever. And it's like, you are a different person and so are they compared to when you knew them. And it's almost like we're told, especially men, chase don't be told no keep being persistent right so then you'd not accept the word no and you would keep going and it's like if something's meant to happen it will it should be easy but yet you're forcing something and by trying to force something it creates more problems whereas let's just say seven years ago at school you knew the knowledge of just say how you feel if they feel the same fantastic that bee was let out that bonnet seven years ago and you didn't keep it in your head seven years for the rest of your life right but if they say, oh, that's really sweet, but I'm not interested, you get the instant answer and you'd move on. It's almost like you can evolve in one day rather than seven years by just doing it. And what's amazing is, let's just say, a not so good looking person to one would always appreciate somebody, let's just say who is class as good looking, coming up to them. You'd say a good looking person won't be interested in me because I don't see myself as good looking. And you say, right, take away the looks. There are a person just like you who's insecure, who's not confident, who's got all these issues, just like you, apart from you say they've got a pretty face, which is only... The next part of this podcast will be released very soon. Make sure you have subscribed and notifications are turned on. Stay tuned, everyone.